Spring of Life Fellowship and the vision of changing the world invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Let's listen to our guest. Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for your goodness. And we pray, Father God, that you um, may establish your authority here today, Father God. We set our hearts before you. We pray that you just prepare our hearts, Father God, and that you take away any distraction in our life and that you would just allow your spirit to speak to us, Father God. Speak to us in a supernatural way, Father. We need to hear your spirit. We need to hear your voice. Father, we pray that you may renew our minds, that you may renew the way we think, the way we live, that we may turn over our agenda over to you, Father God, that we may do your will and not our will, Lord. Not our plan, but yours, because it's perfect, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I shared this uh, message with the youth last week, and um, uh, I uh, was telling my wife that this was a message that was going to definitely be a message I will share with the church, and thank God that I was asked to share this week, so it was, um, it's still in season, it's still in time, and I know it's in, in season for the church, and uh, the message is called Breaking the Pattern, and if you're taking notes, you want to write that down on the top, and um, there are many patterns in life. Um, even going to school, one of the uh, patterns uh, we used to do in math, for example, even just as a kid, and you guys complete this, but uh, if the pattern starts at 12, and then it goes to 24, and then it goes to 36, what's the next one? 48. We got some good math people here. All right. So, um, so there's a pattern um, when it comes to math. There's a lot of patterns in there. Um, another pattern was when you were growing up, I, I love this. I love the connecting the dots. And um, you see all these dots on a paper, you see all these numbers, but you have to follow the pattern in order to have the end result. And you don't see the end result until you start to follow that pattern and you start at one and you go to two and you go to three. And when you, when you start seeing, when you're by number 12 and 15, you start seeing something come out, you get excited like, man, this is coming out so good. And I was excited, I don't know about you, but I was excited to see the, the end result of that. And I loved it. It's like, this is so cool. I just followed these lines and I was able to draw some, some cool image. And if you went out of order and you didn't follow the pattern, you would just create chaos and it, and it didn't make sense. So it's important to follow the pattern. And, but today, as we said, we've named the message Breaking the Pattern because there are many patterns in our life that we need to break. And so there are many patterns in life. There are fashion patterns, um, patterns of... Um, our clothing, there's uh, behavior patterns. So th there's studies of how children behave and generational behavior patterns. There's design patterns. There are weather patterns, whether they're right or wrong, because they're wrong most of the time. We say it's going to rain today and it doesn't rain. Um, so um, we, we see that all the time. There are weather patterns. Um, there are traffic patterns. And so they, uh, my, I have a... Uh, my phone tells me in the morning it's learned my traffic pattern already. And it's a little creepy that it knows that when I get in my car in the morning, it tells me uh, you're going to get to work in 35 minutes. And it's based on the patterns every single day based on, on accidents that are there. And, you know, the phone lies to me a lot because it doesn't take me 35 minutes. I end up getting there in 50 minutes and I end up getting late because of these traffic patterns. Um, in music, there are musical patterns. So those that play music understand that you've got these patterns that sometimes if you just follow that pattern, you can do it over and over, and you can play almost even the same songs if you follow that pattern. Um, there are sleep patterns. 
Um, in fact, study finds that poor sleep patterns lead to dangerous behavior. And so be careful that you don't have a bad sleeping um, pattern because if you do, then you're going to have some dangerous people around, walking around this place. Um, that's what studies say. That's what they say. I never know who they are, but I know it's they say. Um, that, so I just, I just repeat it. They say. Um, there are eating patterns. And um, there's good eating patterns and there's bad eating patterns. And um, sometimes I have some bad eating patterns. I eat breakfast at the wrong time or I don't eat breakfast because I'm in a hurry. And, or I eat lunch at the wrong time because I'm st- stuck at work. And, um, and so there are these patterns that you take. But a lot of things are produced in our lives because of patterns in our life and because of a, a pattern. And we're going to be sharing today out of Romans 12, 2. And this is our key verse for today. So pay attention. It says, do not be conformed to the, everybody say pattern. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. You see, the world isn't the problem. It's the pattern of this world that's the problem. See, God loves the world. In fact, he, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And Again, the problem isn't the world, but it's the pattern of the world. It's how the world thinks. It's how the world speaks. It's what this world is chasing after. It's what it's looking after. The problem is the pattern. And if you don't see the pattern in your life, you guys will see all your problems, but if you don't see the patterns in your life, you'll spend your whole life chasing sin. You'll spend your whole life chasing sex before marriage. You'll start chasing pleasures in your life, trying to feed your flesh. If you don't see the pattern in your life, you're going to start chasing accomplishments in your life. If you don't chase, if you don't see the pattern, you're going to chase material gain. I want more. I want more. I want more. And you're never realizing that there ever even is a pattern. So what we do see is that the majority of the problems in our life are the results of patterns in our life. The routines that we create. And this happens to us that we just get into a routine and the problem is we don't even realize those routines and we get into these problems. Paul is uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Paul's training Timothy and he's training Timothy to be a man of character, to be a man of integrity. And he's encouraging him here in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 13. And he said, what you heard from me 2 Timothy 1.13, what you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. You see, he's given him a pattern of sound teaching. He's saying, what you've heard, keep it as a pattern for your life. Keep it as a routine for your life. With faith, believe it. With love in Christ Jesus. And you see, a lot of people hear the word. And the Bible calls that the foolish man. That's the one that hears the word, Jesus said, and didn't do it. And the Bible says that the winds came, the storms came, and because it was founded on the sand, it, was, it had a fall. And the Bible says it even had a great fall. Because they, were, they heard, but they didn't do it. And Jesus also said, To the wise man, the wise one is the one that heard it and did that. 
And that's the one that was founded on the rock, Christ Jesus. The wind still came. The storm still comes. The trials come. The troubles come. But the house did not fall. Because you heard the word of God and you did it. You took it to action. And so here in this verse, he's saying what you hear from me today, keep it as a pattern of sound doctrine for your life. What you hear today in church, don't just walk out of this place and I don't want anything to do with it. It was just a cool message, a good, it was a good word today. No, do something with it. Take it with you and put it into action. I love it that, that I had several youth after sharing this message. They told me, Kenny, I want to change patterns in my life. Thank you for that word. And those are the youth that decided to hear the word that day because a lot heard. And there are some that decided to say, I'm going to put it into action. And uh, with faith and love in Christ Jesus, are you a wise man or are you a foolish man? And so Paul is training Timothy to be a wise man. Romans 5, verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned. Sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account. No, verse 14. Sorry. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. You see, there was death. There was sin from the moment that Adam came to this world to the time of Moses. Even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is the pattern of the one to come. Adam, who is the pattern for the one to come. The word Adam means man. Or the man. Find, a, find a, a man next to you and say, tell him, tell him, you're the man. That's right. You see, Adam was the man, but he really wasn't the man because he was a bad pattern, wasn't he? And because he sinned, we all sinned. A child comes to this world already having this sinful pattern in our life. See, the problem is that pattern. The problem is that sin and uh, my kids growing up, you know, I didn't have to teach them to sin. And you see this at, like, months. At six months, they're just getting away. They're little wise guys. And uh, they're sneaking things around. And, and, and even at a store, you, you'll see their mom and dad not looking, and they just grab the toy from the aisle. And they, they have it in their shoulder. And we've walked out with toys. We've walked out with, like, so many things. We had to run back in. Hey, I'm so sorry. My son took this. And so it's a pattern. It's in them. It's the sin of Adam that's in them. And so until the day that they understand that they're a sinner, they will repent and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And they want to break that pattern. But it's a generational thing. And so in the family, there are generational patterns. There are patterns of character. There are patterns of traits that are in your bloodline. Whether you like it or not, there are patterns that are in your bloodline that deal with your character, that deal with the traits you have, good and evil. There are good patterns, and there are some evil patterns in, in, your, in your bloodline. Some of you might be fighting the same devil that your great, 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 great grandfather fought. And you know what? It, it's, some of you, 
Um, you, you see that, and the problem may look different in this day and age. Like, it's not the same, but it's still the same pattern. It's still the same addictions they have. It's still the same impulses. You see, the, it's the same pattern. And the problem is Adam, because he's our pattern. Hebrews 8, verse 5. And so they, they serve at a sanctuary. Uh, they are the Old Testament priests there. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. So he was about to build the tabernacle here and see and, and, and God says, see to it that you make everything when you build it according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. See, God revealed to Moses what to build. He said, as you're building it, you need to understand that it's a copy of what's in heaven. So make sure you build it according to the pattern. It can't be any different. It's got to be according to the pattern that I instruct you in. I wonder if he's saying the same thing over our lives today. If, he's, if you are building according to the pattern of his word, of the pattern of his words over your life, are you building according to what God is telling you, according to what God's instructing you? He's telling you to be like Christ. Are you building your life and are you following that pattern? Because if you get off that pattern... That's, that's set forth in the word, you're going to be in trouble. If you don't break the pattern in your life and you keep living it that way, the pattern's eventually going to break you. You can't change the product if you don't change the pattern. You're going to have a product, a good product or a bad product. But if you don't change it, if you don't change the product, you're never going to change the pattern. You can't change your relationships. If you don't start being kinder, if you don't start serving one another, you can't change the way people respond to you until you start sowing some good seeds in people's life. You got to do that. You can't change your wisdom. The wisdom that you have, you can't change it unless you change your input, what comes into your life. Is there good seed coming into your life or is there bad seed coming into your life? See, the problem isn't, the, the problem is the wisdom, but the pattern is the input of what we take into our lives. The things that we hear that come into our ears and come into our hearts, the things that we see through our eyes, that's all input into our lives. And so, that becomes the wisdom that we have. You can't change your wisdom if you don't change the input of what comes into your life. Am I preaching to anyone here today? Amen. You can't change your marriage unless you change the way you've been trying to run your marriage yourself. Start doing it according to the pattern. Start doing it according to God's word. He's got a pattern for marriage. He's got a pattern for family. Because the problem is the pattern. See, everybody can perceive all the problems in their life. 
If I were to tell you to list all the problems you have, you guys can probably write them down in papers and just pages of problems that you have. Things that you want to complain about. Go ahead. Just write them all down. But the ability to perceive the pattern beneath the problem changes everything. When you're able to find the pattern beneath all those problems, it could change everything in your life. And for some of us, it's not a personality trait. For some of us, we say, I'm not a morning person. I say that. Who here says I'm not a morning person? Come on. I mean, if you're here this morning, you've got to be somewhat of a morning person. All right. If, not, if the people that come to the afternoon service, they're for real. Some of them may not be morning persons. But we, we accept this like it's a problem we have. Like it's a permanent thing I have. I'm not a morning person. I wake up early. I'm moody. I'm mean to people. I don't want to talk to anybody. I mean, you see me sometimes on the way to school. I got all the kids making noise, and I'm just quiet, not seeing, saying a word, and just, just looking at the road ahead. I don't want to speak in the morning. I'm not a morning person. So we make this a permanent problem that we have. But for some of us, you know what? It's not a personality trait. I'm not a morning person. The problem is I stay up late on my electronic devices till 12 o'clock at night. Am I alone on that? No? I told the youth sometimes I see at 3 in the morning a like on my Instagram. You liking my picture at 3 in the morning? I mean, what am I doing at 3 o'clock in the morning looking at it? I stay up watching. Some stay up watching one more episode. Just one more. Just one more. I just want to see one more. It's so good. And they hook you. I think about stressful things all day. Oh, man, you have no idea. I've got a lot of problems. i got a lot of clients. i got a lot of issues. It's just a lot of problems. I just think about all these stressful things all day long. I don't pray about anything, and I worry about everything. Ouch. We just worry about too many things and pray about nothing. We have it all backwards, don't we? And then I get home, and then I lose my cool with the kids. Because at 10 o'clock, they're supposed to be sleeping. Go to bed. Go to bed. And I'm dying to just rest and relax. No, no, there's no time for that. They're still doing homework sometimes, and, they don't, and they're fooling around at 10 o'clock. Go to bed. No, no, I just want to get a glass of water, please. And so it's, it's always something, always something. And then I go to bed, and then I want a glass of water, and I drink too much water at night, and then I got to go to the bathroom three times in the middle of the night. I don't lay out my clothes in the middle of the night and before the night. That night, I ate a whole bag of chips, the family size, the big one. The kid said, Dad, you know you're eating the family size bag? You ate the whole thing, Dad. And I didn't eat the whole thing. It was like halfway, but it was good. It was just one more. It's addicting. You just get one more, one more. You got to break that pattern. I drank caffeine. Man, everywhere I go, I drank caffeine until 8 o'clock at night. But everywhere I go, it's like, un cafecito, un cafecito. And it's like everywhere, my clients, my office, I have like four or five little cafecitos. And then, you know, you, you, you ask yourself, why am I like this all the time? You know, <laughs> you're shaking. You drink it three, four times a day. The problem is the pattern you have. It's all up in your system. So I'm not a morning person. No. You have some bad nighttime patterns in your life. I'm preaching to myself here. All right. Well, if I'm not, then let's pretend it's about you only. 
All right? I'm talking about you guys. But I am preaching to myself. Some students say, I'm not a good student. You know, I'm not good at school. I'm not a good test taker. Um, I've, heard, I've heard my kids say it. I've heard students say it all the time. I used to say it all the time. I'm just, I didn't do good because I'm not good at test taking. You know, it's, it's um, many of us say that through all, all, just all throughout school, throughout our whole life. It's not a problem I have. It's just, that's my personality. It's who I am. I'm, I'm just, I'm a bad student. It's a permanent problem I have for the rest of my life. No. You have horrible patterns. You have patterns of procrastination. You have patterns of not preparing. I'm preaching to myself here. We make all these lame statements sometimes. That we have all these problems. But the problems you have are the patterns you have. And we think this is the way it's supposed to be. We accept it. Just It is what it is. It's what I am. It's who I am and what the problem I have. Because it's the way it's always been. So why is it going to change? Let me tell you something. That if you change the pattern, God will change the product in your life. If you change the pattern. If you change the way you're doing it. You're not stuck like this. You don't have to be stuck like this. It doesn't always have to be like this. You can get a new pattern. And if you couldn't, then Paul wouldn't write, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. Because he's saying there's something different. Don't do it according to the pattern of this world. There's something different behind that. Let's put that back up. Romans 12, 2. <clears throat> don't be conformed to the pattern of this world. But be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. We need to be transformed by the way we think. Whatever the problem is. You see, you got to look at those patterns in your life. And you got to think, what, what do I need to do different? Change it. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will for your life. My life is so hectic. Man, I've said that in my life. I'm just, everything's so hectic. No, you're just always in a hurry. It's like, you know, you're, you're, you know um, I, I'm always saying, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. Let's go, hurry up, kids, let's go, hurry up. Am I the only one that's always in a hurry? No, there's a lot of some other people. You got kids, you got it. That's like your most used line. Let's go, we got to go. Hurry up, come on, we got to be there. And it's always a rush, it's always a rush. We dropped off the kids somewhere. I think, I don't know, someone picked them up. I forgot. But I'm walking with my wife, and it's just like, we're not in a hurry. It's just, like, let's just go. Walk. Relax. And, uh, but that's the pattern of your life. That's not the problem. Life feels hectic because you're always in a hurry. You see, hurry is your pattern. Hectic is your product. I'm disorganized. I told the youth, I'm going to go check your trunks after service and see how organized you are. And immediately when I said that, one of the youth got up and they went to go. That's a man of action who goes change that pattern immediately. 
That word of God was transforming immediate, instant. How organized are you? You might have some bad patterns if you're disorganized. It's a problem you have because you have a bad pattern. I'm broke. Woo, I need more money. I want more, more, I need more. No, you need to start tithing. You need to start budgeting. You need to start cutting up those credit cards in your life. Break the pattern. Break the bad habits. Break the routine. Break the splurging in your life. Get it in order. I'm a bad father. I admit it. Well, then start being a good son. Because if you can't be a good son, you can't be a good father. But I don't have a father around anymore. Well, then go find a spiritual father and be a faithful spiritual son. And be a faithful son to your heavenly father. Stop saying you're a bad father and start showing up. Be there. I coach a baseball team, my kids' baseball team, and it breaks my heart when I see kids on my team that their father's not there. The moms are there, taking them, dropping them off. But it breaks my heart when I don't see a, a father there for their son. And it means the world to them. It means the world to them. I know that because I'm experiencing that now. I know that because I played baseball myself. And I remember hitting the ball and, and being on second base to look, where's my dad? You want that affirmation as a child. Your child longs for that. You want to be a good father? Start showing up. That's it. Start doing that. Start there. I have no energy. I'm overweight. Well, start eating right. Start exercising. Get help. If you need medical help, get it. But stop whining about it. I'm discouraged. I just said I can't anymore. I'm discouraged all the time. I whine all the time. Sometimes my patterns of discouragement is because I'm waiting for encouragement to come to me. I need somebody to come and encourage me and give me a word, give me a word of encouragement. Please lift me up. I need this. And you know what? I could get encouraged by encouraging somebody else. It's changed my morning upside down. When, you have a, when you're discouraged, I challenge you to go encourage somebody else. It will change your life. When I do something for someone else, even the smallest things, it changes the pattern. When the pattern of your life is all about me, 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 that's a problem. When it's about others, it breaks the pattern. Stop focusing on yourself. And so when the pattern of my day changes, the product of my day changes. So at the end of the day, I don't feel discouraged. I'm at the top of my game. I may have started discouraged, but when I found out what was discouraging me, I found out what was discouraging me, I saw the pattern, and I turned that thing around. And I ended my day on top because I recognized the pattern. You need to recognize it. You need to find it. You need to look at it. When I speak negative things, that will create 
patterns of toxic words in my life. It may start with just one bad pattern, one bad word to somebody. And it will become a habit in your life where you'll just have toxic words that come out, garbage that just comes out. It becomes a habit. It becomes a pattern in your life. My kids play baseball, as I mentioned. And um, there are times where they get into hitting slumps. That means that they, they, don't, they start just not hitting. They have a season where they're just hitting the ball great all the time. And then they get into these slumps where they just are not hitting well. And I tell them, you know what? We got to train. And I tell my kids all the time, they know it already. They don't even have to tell me, Dad, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got to get on the baseball tee. And so we have a tee in the house. It's, a, it's just a stick with the ball on it. This is what you used in Little League, right? First thing you did was hit off a baseball tee. And the baseball tee changes everything. And so the swing that wasn't working well, now as he started to practice on the tee, it started to perfect the swing. And it started to, he started to get that bad habit and turn it into a good habit and swing properly. And when he got to the game, that, that swing was ready to go. The pattern was broken, and now, that he, now he had a level swing and was able to hit that ball. And I'll tell you, sometimes we need to go back to the basics. Sometimes we need to go back to the basics to break the patterns in our life. And if it's to get back on a tee, you got to get back on a tee. If it's to get back into the word and just basic word principles, then get back into it. Because this will change your life. Fundamental 101. If you haven't signed up for discipleship, there's a plug-in right now. If you haven't signed up for a discipleship, Friday night is the time to sign up. Or sign up today, sorry. Show up on Friday. Break the pattern of, I don't have the answers. You do. You have all the resources in front of you. Show up and break that pattern in your life. Go back to the basics. I've been in those discipleship classes. And even if I've been in the Lord for so many years, I go there and I'm like, wow. Like, I need to get back on the tee and start, you know, leveling that area in my life out. That's what the Word of God does. Back to the Word. Back to the pattern. You know what, church? It really is time to, to take dominion over your life. And to break the pattern of any generational dysfunction in your life. It don't matter what it is. You have something special in your life. You have a royal blood inside of you. You've been adopted into an incredible father, into an incredible family. And you don't need to live your life like your great-grandfather did. If you don't like the product, change the pattern. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Look what this verse says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things. Everybody say old things. things. That's right. Old patterns have passed away. That's it. Behold, all things. Everybody say all things. things. That's right. All new things. All new patterns have become new in your life. If anybody's in Christ, 
You could break those patterns in your life. You could break those addictions in your life. All things. A new creation. It's a new product with a new pattern. There's a line I always like to draw when I speak to anybody about a standard and the standard of God. And just imagine uh, an imaginary line right across this room right here. And let's call that the standard of God in our life. And so I was, that's the standard of God. When I was walking, I was way far away from the standard of God. I saw the standard of God and I'm like, God, you have a lot of work to do in my life. But he says, I'll take you just the way you are. Because I want to make you like my son. And that line is my son. That standard is my son. And I want to make you into that image. Will you trust me? And so I, I'll never forget the moment I was 17, I started to trust the Lord. And so he brought me over to that line. And it was, I was far away from it. And, and I started to get closer. He started to sharpen me. And, and there are times where I got to that line where God was working with me. But I passed it. And I, and I kept doing my own thing. And my life started to go this way. But God kept perfecting me. And yet I never reached the standard of God. I was getting closer and closer and closer and closer until God is doing an incredible work in my life. And God wants to do a work in your life so that if you do get off, that you get back on track. Because there's a pattern that's established for you. There's God's will, God's plan, and when you let him do it, God will start to perfect you. And you'll start to walk. You may not be perfect, but God will start to perfect you if you just trust in him, if you just give him and recognize those bad patterns in your life. And so um, Philippians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, brethren, my brothers, I'm telling you, my brothers today, Join in following my example. I love this word. And note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. Join in following my example, Paul says. And not those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. You know what? Not only do you have bad patterns and you can break them and have new patterns, but you become a pattern. You know how powerful that is? You become a pattern. And I tell the young people in our group that my children are looking to them as a pattern. They want to be like them. They want to serve up here like them. They want to serve out there like they serve other people. They, they're, they're, I, I, I looked yesterday and I see my kids brooming and, and, and nobody asked them to do it. Why do they do that? Because they saw a pattern of the young people cleaning the church after youth group. They saw a pattern. When you see a pattern, you want to follow that pattern. Join in following that example. I thank God that I've had my pastor for 20 years. And he's saying, Kenny, you know, I'm not perfect, but I want you to join in following my example. And I, and I thank God because he's just a step ahead away. He's a step ahead from me. Got married before me. Got saved before me. Got baptized before me. Got, had, got married before me. And had kids before me. 
And so I have something to look at as a pattern for my life. And so I ask him, hey, what did you do at this age when, when the kids were 11 and 12 and you had to deal with this? Brother, you just deal with it. That's the pattern. <laughs> and he was real with me. But his example helped me along the way. And the Lord's asking you to be a, a, a good pattern in your life, not a bad pattern. I ask you today, this morning, do you like your pattern? Do you like your life? Do you like the way, the way you're living it? Do you like the routines in your life? Do you like it so much that you want to pass it down to younger ones? I'm almost done. Exodus chapter 20. Exodus 20 chapter, uh, verse 4. God says, you shall now make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above or on the earth, beneath or in the waters below. Don't make yourself an image. Verse 5. You shall now bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. People read this and, 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 and say, I, I read this and I'm, that's a cruel God. No, he's a just God. Amen. And he's punishing you and your seed, your generation, because of your disobedience in your life. But I love verse 6. But showing love, he's showing love. To a thousand, not three, four generations, to a thousand generations of those who love me and those that keep my word, my commandments, my instruction for their life. He's going to show you his love. He's going to show you his favor over your life to a thousand generations. See, I'm not excited only for the work that God's doing in my life today. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in my children's lives. I'm so excited. And I, and I want to look like God sees. God, I don't even want to look at just this generation, the next generation to come. I want to look at the next thousand generations until you come. So what do we got to do? We got to love him. You know what love means? Same way he loved you. He laid down his life. He laid it all down. He nailed. He was nailed to a cross. And Jesus tells us to take up our cross daily and crucify our flesh, crucify our desires. If you want to be called his disciple, if you want to even say that you love me, you got to lay it down completely. If you lay down your life, if you lay down your will, if you lay down your patterns and you keep my word, you listen, you hear God's word, you keep it and you do it, you're going to be a wise man, and you're going to have my favor, God tells you. He's going to show you his favor for your generation and for the generations to come. Let's have the worship team come up. And I want the rest of you to, to hear this. You got to listen up. There's an article I read. 
and it's a shocking example from history. Listen to this. In 1874, a member of the New York State Prison Board noticed that six members of the same family were incarcerated at the same time. Six family members were in jail at the same time in 1874. So the board, they did some research, and they looked back a few generations to find the original couple who initiated this tragic family legacy. They traced the family line back to an ancestor born in 1720. A man considered lazy, he was godless, with a reputation as the town troublemaker. He was also an alcoholic. He was viewed as a man without character. To take matters worse, he married a woman who was much like himself, and together they had six daughters and two sons. And here's the report. Listen to this. Here's the report revealed about the approximately 1,200 descendants of this couple, of this couple who were alive until 1974. Ready? 900, I mean, 310 of them were homeless. 160 of them were prostitutes. 180 of them suffered from drug or alcohol abuse. 150 were criminals who spent time in prison, including seven for murder. Sadly, we can see by this example how the harmful dysfunctions of parents can be passed down from generation to generation. In contrast, there was a different study. And they studied another family. And this second family, and it was around the same time, this second family, the study began with this famous preacher called Jonathan Edwards, who was born in 1703, around the same time as this other couple. He was a man of faith that lived a life of strong moral values and became a minister and a dedicated family man. He married a faithful woman named Sarah who shared his values, and together they had 11 children. So obviously now we're going to see his line, his bloodline. Eventually, Jonathan Edwards became the president of Princeton University. Here is what researchers discovered about the approximately 1,400 descendants of Jonathan and Sarah Edwards by until 1874. 13 of them were college presidents. 65 were college professors. 100 were attorneys. 32 were state judges. 85 were authors of classic books. 66 were physicians. 80 held political offices, including three state governors. Three were state senators. One became vice president of the United States. What a difference it makes. What a difference it makes in the kind of example and values that are passed down to the next generation. Strong moral values can indeed, can indeed bring blessings and opportunities for generations that are not even born yet. You will have a legacy. You will have a legacy, and that legacy will be your pattern. It will be how you live this life. Let's stand this morning. God is a good God. And he wants, he wants to see a blessed people. 
You shouldn't stand here today accepting your bloodline. Accepting your dysfunctional generational curses in your life. Today you can break that pattern. If you haven't. You could be the first generation that says, Lord, will you break that, Father? I repent of my sins. I repent of all the generational patterns, curses. Forgive them, Lord, and forgive me. Behold, I make all things new, Christ says. And be part of his bloodline. Be part of the bloodline of Abraham. See, it's the blood of Jesus that will set you free. It's the blood of Jesus that will rescue you. It's the blood of Jesus that will break every chain, every bondage, every addiction, every problem, every bad pattern. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Believe that this morning. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. If you've come here today and you feel you've got a list of problems and today you've identified maybe an area in your life it's important to recognize your patterns because when you find the patterns in your life the patterns to those problems everything can change in your life so the problems are you know they're there but can you find the patterns can you research them can you search your heart and look for those patterns look for those routines look for those bad habits in your life if today you've identified that would you lift up your hands here today and give it up to God whatever it is I've got something to give up if you have something to give up before the Lord right where you're at just say here I am Lord and give it to him start to talk to him and tell him specifically the patterns that you want to break in your life Go ahead and start to pray as we sing this song. Go ahead and just shout it out to God. Speak to Him. Repent before Him. Say, God, I need this change in my life. I don't want to pass this back down to my, to my generation. I break it now in the name of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In you we are new, God. Today, Lord, chains have been broken. Patterns have been broken, God. And I pray, God, that your people may be a people that hears your word and does it and takes it into action. We pray, God, that we may take dominion over our lives. You've given us the dominion. And that in Christ Jesus, we can do all things. That in Christ Jesus, all things are possible. 
We know, God, that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can think or imagine. We know you can do the work. We know you can break the pattern. We give yes. it to you, Lord. Yes. As we break the pattern, we know you will change the product. And today, God, we thank you for your word. And we pray we may take it into action. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. You are dismissed.